This intro is provided by recording artist John Maxim. It's a clip from his new single, Blame. Follow him on Instagram at John Maxim Music. Up, get dressed up, confess up The worst of my feelings are very mischieving I struggle and blame myself It's my fault Welcome from the depths of darkness to the light of success This podcast is brought to you by our sponsor, Compass 9 Media Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Chris Wick Podcast Welcome back to another episode of the podcast from the depths of darkness to the light of success. I'm your host, Chris Swick, and this podcast is proudly brought to you by my sponsor, Compass 9 Media, your podcast branding specialist. Today, I got an amazing guest, you know, former OHLer with the Sioux Greyhounds. Boo to that, you know, as I'm a Kitchener Rangers fan, but that's okay. He popped a couple goals back in 84 there. So, but yeah, you want to let him know a little bit about yourself, Graham Bonar? It's Bonner, Fred. Bonner, that. Bonner. You call me. I go by Bones. Um, yes, that is true. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm a survivor. Uh, I mean, um, I grew up in Memico, Ontario, Canada. Um, grew up playing lacrosse, hockey, baseball. Um, lacrosse had always been my favorite sport, but hockey was, uh, you know, a, a, an end goal. Um, had some success early in life. Um, you know, had a cup of coffee with the Montreal Canadiens, spent some time with the Olympic team, had uh, a lot of success in junior hockey, um, had a career ending injury. And then uh, I got lost for, you know, close to 10 years before, uh, you know, I got honest with myself and picked myself up. And, uh, you know, here we are, 2021. Yeah, I think that's crazy. Goes. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of people ask about hockey and it's just like, uh, you know, it's like 30. 30 plus years ago now. Exactly. Right. But so. What was it like? Like right off the hop, you know, you played with one of my favorite players of all time. You know, he's passed away now, Bob Probert. But what was it like playing with him up in the Sioux? Like, was he the way he was portrayed in the books and documentaries that have been done on him? Like, he, what, was he that demeanor back then too? Um, I, I mean, it depends what demeanor it is. I mean, the people who knew Bob know, knew him as, as a gentle soul. And I look No, at for him, sure. And that's what I've heard too. Yeah. I, I mean, he's... Uh, he, He's a brother who I miss dearly. Um, he he was one of the, he was the best at what he did. I mean, he played in an NHL All Star game. He could score goals, and he had a good successful junior career too, like point wise and stuff too. He wasn't just always in the penalty box; like he was pouring in quite a few points back in those days too. Yeah, no. Well, the big year that we had in the Sioux that year, I mean, he had 20 goals. Our centerman, Wayne Gruel, had 59 and I had 66. So, um, no, he, he was not just a one-dimensional player, that's for sure. A lot of skill. That's that's awesome, you know, and yeah. I just wanted to know how it was like playing with him and stuff as a line mate. Yeah, no, I, I mean, like I said, he's a fantastic guy. Um, larger than life when Bob walked in a room, everybody wanted to talk to him, wanted to see him. Just a, a beautiful person. Um, I, I love him the bits and I miss him. I miss him every day. For sure. For sure. And it was like heartbreaking when I heard that news, you know, that he had passed away there, but he had lived a hard life too, but you know, like, like other people, but you know, he was just, like you said, a gentle soul. You could tell that in him though, <laughs> but he was quite the character on the ice though, when it came to the NHL and stuff. <laughs> Well there's, well, there's a lot of guys. Uh, I mean, it's a lot like musicians, too. I mean, what you are off the stage when you come on the stage or something else. Alice Cooper becomes Alice when he's on stage, you know. Totally. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, uh, I mean, off 
off the stage, Alice Cooper is uh, like a scratch golfer. So, I mean, many of it's us, crazy. You know, once we get on stage <laughs> or on the ice, whatever it may be, we turn into different people. Um, were play. you the same way? Um, Back in the junior days, even when you were like having that success up in the Sioux? As far as, um, I don't know. That's a, that's a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, off and on, off and on the ice. I mean, I mean, I was, I was a player. I mean, back in the eighties, of course, everyone fought. It's a different game than it is right now. Most definitely. Um, and I'm not sure what the, the junior players do off the ice, but I mean, when, you know, when I grew up, you know, you, you had a couple of beers. I mean, it was part of the, part of the game, sort of speak. Right. Yeah. So, I think the um, regime's a little different these days. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. The game's a lot different as well. So it's definitely the pace has definitely changed. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's a lot different. Every once in a while, that they post a couple of brawls on YouTube and stuff like that, and you tell people about these bench clearing brawls. You know, in warm. My dad's and, told me about some good junior ones. You know, from back in the day, because he's grew up watching junior hockey as season ticket holder for many years in Kitchener. Well, Kitchener was always it was you know outside of the old Sioux Gardens was my favorite place to play. Uh, it was always packed. Uh, the fans were crazy. If I go back to watch a junior game, you know, I was t- 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 telling Mike that a couple of weeks ago, I'll go to Kitchener on a Friday night, go to the schnitzel house for dinner and then, and then head over to, to the odd for the, game. you know, where so, it's at for food too. That's a- <laughs> Oh yeah. No, I had to Kitchener for the blues festival. Like I said, I lived in Guelph when I worked at uh, Stonehenge for years. So yeah. I'm very familiar with Guelph. For sure. So how did it, you know, how did it feel having that devastating blow when you had a career ending injury to your hockey career? What were some of the thoughts going through your head at that time? Well, you think your life is over, you know, it's, um, it, it ends just like that. It ended very, very quickly for myself. I mean, um, you know, one day you're in the dressing room. My first training camp was Guy Lafleur's last training camp. I mean, um, you know, you're sitting there hanging out with, with, um, with, with Larry Robinson, Bob Gainey, you know, Serge Savard's a general manager, you know, one day, you know, you don't know which one of these Montreal or Canadian royalty will come into the dressing room. And then um, you have a freak injury. You know, I, I was, I was, I was called back up to the big team. And on that, that night I blew up my ankle and it was never the same ever again. So um, fear, you know, just like everything that it feeds most of our, well, all of our addiction, I think fear and ego, whatever it may be. Um, but what am I going to do now? sort of thing and you had no backup plan at that time you hadn't gone to university because you went right to junior to right to the nhl basically wasn't it yeah well basically from i mean my first camp was i was 18 years old um and i was fast tracked because I, I i was playing junior b hockey when i was 14 years old um i mean i did well in school but i, I didn't have a university education it wasn't anywhere um my mom always wanted me to go to university, but at that particular time, I mean, I was recruited by every major NC2A hockey school. Uh, but at that particular time, the OHL was the quickest route to the NHL, and that's where Graham Bonner was going. That oh, it wasn't going th- even through the NCAA like it is today sort of thing? Uh, that was available, but it wasn't as, as, uh, as popular or the ambition w- wasn't there as much. Like I said, the recruitment was there because I played junior B hockey at Henry Carr, which was a pipeline to NCAA hockey. So, Oh, you were at a prep school? I, I, uh, I, I was there for one year. I actually was at Mimico High School, but I played junior B hockey. At, there was a couple of us that didn't go to the school, but, but actually played on the junior B team. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. 
Nice. Nice. You, you just, you were just like, you know, like before they had that, um, you know, rule where you have to be 15, you have to like get introduced at 15 if they want you to play in that OHL now and stuff. You were already ahead of that game, eh? Yeah, that was the exceptional status rule. I think uh, John Tavares and Jason Spezza and and a bunch of them. Yeah, no. Well, I started playing. Well, it was junior B hockey when I was fourteen, turning fifteen when I played. What was so, it like playing at such a young age with all these older guys? Well, for, all through minor hockey, I, I played um, a, a year up or two years up. So it, to me, it was just the next step. Um, you know, you're nervous or whatever it may be, but you know, I played with a lot of guys that were very. Um, treated me very well, you know, you know, you're 14, 15 years old and you're playing with guys that are 19 and 20. And now today, four or five years is the big difference. But back when you're just, you know, early teens to mid teens, a year makes a big difference. Never mind, you know, two, three, four years old. That's crazy. So at the end of your career, then is that sort of when you started into the drugs? Was it the painkillers and stuff like I've read? Yeah, pretty much that. I mean, was it because of the ankle that you sort of got introduced to those? The ankle injury and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it's pretty much like anything else. I mean, you know, you have a couple of painkillers here and there. I mean, but it, you know, it wasn't an issue. It was kind of part of the game. You know, not blaming anyone. I take full ownership for for, for all the actions that uh, I got involved. Yeah. in. but um, I, I suffer from the disease of addiction, so I'm not knowing. Um, I think we're born with it personally. Yeah, I, I, I think so too. I, I feel strongly about that. Even though it may skip a generation in your family, it's in your family genes. Uh, you know, it's for another. Well, like my dad's grandfather was, or sorry, my dad's father was a alcoholic. You know, maybe my dad wasn't, but you know, here I was too. Then you know what I mean? Yeah, most definitely. And like you said, Chris, it can skip generations too. So, um, you know, at the beginning, you take it for pain, for physical pain, then you take it for emotional pain. And then before you know it, it, it takes over your life as we know. Um, and I, and I lived my life in fear. I didn't know what I wanted to do, what, what I was going to do. Um, and before you know it, uh, you know, so was it just a downward spiral spiral right from the get go then? Like once you were done and were introduced to the painkillers for your ankle and stuff like that, Well, I, or was it like, did you, what did you do after hockey? Oh, uh, <laughs> Uh, I thought I was a rock and roll star. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was the front man to my own band, so to speak. Um, you know, the traveling circus hits the road. Um, I, I mean, for, for myself, I was always well-liked, so I could fit in with different crowds. It didn't matter where I was. Um, like a chameleon. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, whatever I'm going to wear. I mean, I could hang out with this crowd, that crowd, that crowd, um, and I was okay. Um, you know, I really didn't have to hide because I was just being me, whoever I was. I mean, genuinely, I'm still the same person today. I've just changed some things, you know, so. Made a couple of corrections, you know, and along the way and yeah. rewired, rewired yourself in the way you well, went. I, I figured out who I am today. I'm not Graham Bonner, the hockey player. Like I found, you know, um, and that's, you know, soul searching and anyone who lives a life in recovery knows that so i mean when i get up in the morning i know who i am today and i try to be the best person that that i can be now today you live the life that you want to live and stuff like that and you're doing something you you're passionate about and it says that in the articles i read you know yeah. so yeah you know, i've been very fortunate to be working in the field for for a long long time what was it that got you into that was it like right after you got cleaned up back in the 90s there like in 96 when you went to rehab and did you decide then well i, I was a cyw I, I i see i coach sports so i was always good with 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 kids and it just seemed like a natural natural progression so i worked with um you know kids between 12 and 19 
Um, then I did some some work with some inner city kids uh, for a while, and then I uh, progressed into to working with with adults. It just seemed like a, like an easy transition for myself, right? So, and here we are, you know, 20, 20 something years later, you know, doing something that um, you know I have a passion for. Um, and I love to do, and I consider myself very, very fortunate to have the opportunity to do that. It was just crazy how I came about, you know, this is how I came about Graham guys though. You know, Mike Farwell posted something that he had you on his show. I was like, I need this guy on my show. And I remember reading an article in the Kitchener record a couple of years ago, you know, what you were doing in the, you know, and I was like, oh, that name rings a bell. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah. And it, you know, it's just nice hearing other stories, you know, at the end of the day, I believe everyone's story is valuable. You know, it doesn't matter what walk of life you come from, you know, I've had so many different like genres of people, you know, generations, you know, cultures on my show. And it's amazing just to hear stories from all over the world. Most definitely. <laughs> I mean, we all are just people, you know, trying to get better coming together, especially with, with the way the world's gone crazy right now. I think it's, uh, it, it, People are missing human connection. I, I know working at a treatment center right now. I mean, how is it there? Is it a is it slowed down a little bit there, like with COVID and stuff? Well, it's it's very different because obviously our population is cut in half um, because we have to have so. Oh yeah, because you have to have so much space in between. Yeah, we have our social distancing, and then we have COVID tests. Um, it's just it's different. It, it, it's a lot more work. Um, our cycles have been shut down to try to get as many people into in treatment as we can because we're jumping through hoops to you know follow policies and because the most important thing is keeping everyone safe at the same time keeping the uh, the integrity of our program together um which uh, we're very proud that we've been able to do because we just have you know such a fantastic team which I'm, i have so much gratitude for no for sure i've heard nothing but great things about where you are down in milton there yeah you know it's whole post right well, Hope Place Centers, yes. Hope Place Centers, oh, yeah. sorry. Hope Place Centers. Yeah, we have three three locations. We have the Men's Center, the Women's Center, and then we have a... Uh, oh, wow, you have a Women's and Men's Center. That's awesome. And, yeah, we have out, Outpatient, too, and, and a family program. So, um, yeah, we're jumping through hoops and, you know, saving lives and doing the, the, the best that we can right now. So... Um, it's really a difficult time for so many, like with their mental health and addictions, everything right now. Like it's, it's been a tough, even for myself, you know, through the times, you know, I'm through the grace of God, you know, higher power, whatever anyone wants to call it up there. But, you know, I've stayed clean and sober, but it's been tough though. Yeah, of, of course it is because, you know, people need human connection. Uh, like like the, the biggest thing is, you know, I'm a hugger, you know what I mean? So, so there's no hugs going on. I mean, I haven't seen my parents in a few weeks, you know, because I have to go through a process at work where I can't go see them until the community's clear. And besides, you know, going to work in the grocery store and coming home, we've been doing this, you know, for a long, long time. About a year now. Yeah, yeah, it is about a year now. So, um, and I feel for all the other, even the businesses, like my partners and stuff, like she, she's not even able to be open because of what she does for work, you know, it sucks for some of the smaller guys too. Well, yeah, um, you know, not to get too political about that. Then you, yeah, you, you see WalMarts and Costco's that are remaining open, and small businesses can't. Um, I, I think it's a horrible crime because I know that the people with small businesses are going above and beyond to provide a safe service, 
and yeah. it breaks my heart that um that they're the one no i'm not trying to get political just yeah. try, just like there's so many you know variables to this whole thing lately it's just it's it's crazy though but you know i'm not trying to get political on this show tonight <laughs> <laughs> what was the final nail in the coffin for you that you decided you finally needed to reach out for help back in the 90s there well i thought i was going to die i was afraid to live um and i thought i was going to die I just got to a place where I had to reach out and ask for help. Like uh, I knew I needed help for a long, long time, but um, there's so much shame that you carry around. Like you've, you've let down your family, you've let down your friends, you've let down yourself. You know, it's one of those things trying to pick up the telephone to ask for help. But um, without, you know, the help of my mom, my mom saved my life <laughs> getting involved with the rooms of NA, AA and CA and, and going to treatment. I, I went to treatment for you know, 123 days, you know, and then got out and realized that there's a lot more work to do because the average person. Yeah, it's not just going to treatment and <laughs> yeah. no, no, it's all hunky dory now. Yeah, it's just like you're not shooting rainbows out your butt after you go to treatment for 27 days. No, it's like, whoa, the real world starts now. It's, it's time to uh, start applying this stuff and uh, trying to figure out who you are, right? So and put the big boy pants on, as they'd call it. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> for sure well you know and i'm glad that you found your way there and stuff like that but there's so much guilt shame that goes on and and stuff like that but you know you can't i i couldn't keep burying my feelings anymore either man and you know it was it was, it was just getting worse and worse and worse man mm -hmm. it doesn't get better no it doesn't get better and i'm glad you mentioned feelings because there's so much involved uh, about talking about your feelings and uh, expressing them and be able to feel open enough to to connect with people and talk about them openly what are some positive ways that you have to you know that you do in your teachings and stuff that and when you talk to some of your clients what do you suggest to uh, like project your feelings in a positive way well i i think we have a responsibility of i believe in safety empowerment and connection um if you don't feel safe you can't feel empowered and everyone wants to feel connected if you set up that foundation with somebody because it's about building trust i mean Every day I get to go to work and uh, have that opportunity to pass on a gift that hope is um, something that I cherish very dearly. Well, that makes like total sense and stuff like that. Like, cause it, it's really important to talk about your feelings. I find nowadays, like I, I, or if, if I have no one to talk to them about, I'll write them down or like try and write them down on, just write down some jots, some notes on my phone or whatever and stuff. There's so many different things you can use to your advantage today to work yourself through situations. Well, most definitely. I mean, and you do have to communicate, um, whatever it may be. We have journaling every day. I mean, we get we get the clients doing pen to paper work. Um, I mean, we're an absolute. I find that, that stuff helps. Like even just writing notes. I write down a to do list when I go to work. Now I'm in car sales. Right. You know, morning or like the evening before, I'll write a to-do list or a follow-up list with clients. So then I, and I just highlight it as I go through, you know, just anything pen to paper, I find to do much better with. <laughs> well, it works. I mean, and those are, those are achievable goals that make you feel well as well. I don't know about yourself, but I'm very, very, I live a very structured life. I mean, I get up at 4 a.m. I work out at 4.30. When I go into work, I'm usually there a half hour, 40 minutes early. There's certain things I have to do before I hit the floor. So I'm available emotionally physically and spiritually you know for the clients for myself it's very very structured so when i accomplish these things in the morning i'm already feeling well about myself because you have to present well in order to help people i mean a lot of people want to help other people when they're struggling with things themselves as 
you know, and that can be another show <laughs> as we know about. Yeah. Um, but if you're in a healthy it's called place, the people, it's called the people pleasing yeah, the show. People please or codependency or whatever you want. <laughs> Actually, that, that's my group tomorrow. So <laughs> <laughs> 930 <Nice>. be there. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, hey, everybody just wants to be heard and, and feel safe enough to be able to express their feelings and emotions and not, uh, you know, not to be judged or most people just want to be heard because everyone's got something to say back. You know, I think being attentive and present and being available is the greatest gift that you could give somebody because everybody's got an opinion on how you should run your life. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just saying and putting it out there. Um, uh, oh, I'm just laughing. It's so true though. <laughs> right. It's um, especially today. I mean, you know, you know, you want a half hour fun, just to just jump on social media. Right. It's just like, okay. <laughs> Our, what shit shows going on today what's going on every <laughs> once in a while like it's some some days it's sad some days it's funny whatever it may be but I, but i mean for myself uh, my goal is to be kind and gentle and be the best person that i can be that's graham bonner's foundation and that's what works for me today um and i want to continue that i mean you can laugh at certain things but sometimes you're sad but if you get too caught up in that stuff it's going to eat you alive so Oh, no, most definitely. Like I've learned over the years, I've even taken breaks from social media and stuff. And yeah, or like now I don't I don't have any of the notifications on my phone at all. Like I have to actually go in like, oh, yeah, I'll make a post or whatever because I'm trying to promote my show or I'm, I'm in car sales, too. So I use Instagram to that advantage of posting stuff on my stories around this area, you know, and I use the things the way they should be used, in my opinion, you know, just not wasting time on there. So, yeah, well, good for you. But it's good. You know, like if you can use it to your advantage and not get caught up in the other stuff, you know, there's there's ways to use it positively, I think, mm -hmm. when you're out there. You know, I like to blog and, you know, short blog posts on Instagram. I'm more big on Instagram and stuff, but I like to, you know, if you share, I, I like to openly share about what's going on in my life, you know, and just, you know, show inspiration and positivity to others. Well, well, that's a great gift, Chris, because when you're when you're doing that, you don't know who you're going to touch. No, and it's it's good just to get feedback. You know, some not, not even I don't even expect it. You know, I just get some nice messages. But I've met so many good people and amazing people through the show just by sharing my story and stuff. And it's just been picked up elsewhere. You know, and you know, it's just fun. That that I just I just like that. Like you said, human connection. I I really do miss that. This is my human connection. This is one of the reasons I started because I'm I love talking, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I'm in sales. Too. Well, well I, <laughs> but, I, I I can feel your giggle coming through there. So so that's a healthy thing. So it's one of those things when you smile at somebody genuinely, even on on a telephone, whatever it may be, the other person feels that that spirituality or that connection. So don't ever lose that gift. That's a beautiful thing. Thanks, man. I appreciate yeah. that. You know, what was it like going back to school later in life? You know, when you wanted to go on that journey you're on now helping others? Um, the first time I went back, um, I went back and did some psychology courses. Um, okay. Because so this is after you got cleaned up and stuff. Yeah. Yes. My, yeah. Yeah. My, most definitely. Cause I went back, like I said, I, I was a CYW, um, I went back and did some psychology stuff. And then when I turned 50, actually, which was five years ago, believe it or not, holy, I mean, the time says oh, we're telling your age. Yeah, now. Holy no shit. 55. <laughs> yeah. Um, no kidding. Um, I went back and uh, I'm officially a social worker now. So, but that allows me to do psychotherapy um, according to the college of social workers. So, which is, which is, you know, my passion. So I was always good in school, but I just never cared about it. You know, I, I got 
I think I was, I'm with you yeah. there. I was, if, if I wanted to apply myself, I could, but yeah. I didn't care to. It's funny though, because when I went back, when I was 50, I, I thought there was going to be more mature students because a lot of us had to go back to school to continue what we were doing. But, um, so I was working full time and going to school and doing homework on weekends. And this went on for, you know, three or four years. Um, but, but it's funny going back to school at 50, I'm there a half hour before class starts. I'm sitting in the front row. I've got everything organized, being attentive, scared to death at the beginning. I just want to pass. And then I graduated on the honor roll, <laughs> you know, which is, is something that, that I'm very, very proud of, you know, so. And like, and like, rightfully so, you should be proud of yourself. Yeah, like I'm, I'm shooting off 90s in courses and stuff like that. It's just like. You know, who is this guy sort of thing? So, I mean, there is a sense of pride because when you first go, go into it, you're a little bit resentful saying, you know, what's this, what's this? I know all this stuff, but it's open to change, open to learning. And it was a fantastic experience, but I was in class with a lot of young people, <laughs> you know, like I thought there would have been more you know, older students. I mean, most of my classes, they were between 19 and 30. And then here comes the old man old man river at 50 years old. <laughs> I mean, I don't think of myself that old uh, of being that old, you know, I'm just a big kid to begin with, but um, when you're looking around, but by the end of each course, it's like everybody in, in the room wants you to get them a job. If they shine up to you, you know, it's, it's just like anything else because people are attracted to the people who are well. And if you present yourself that way, good people attract good people. It's so true. I've, I've heard that saying so many times. It, it's so true though. It's if you just have that genuine smile, like you mentioned before and stuff, you know, I use it, you know, in a good way to its advantage though, like to build rapport with people and you just build a friendship with people. Like, you know, some people will buy that thing off you because you were just treated them so well. And maybe they, you know, that wasn't the actual car they really wanted, but they just liked you so much. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just crazy how the world works though. But like, if you present yourself well, though, like you said and stuff too, you feel better about yourself too, Chris, you know, however it may be. I mean, I've been practicing stillness lately. So in the morning, like my, my, my girlfriend, Megan, she's, Told me the other day, she's like, you know, that means no, no guided meditation in your ears, no music, no nothing. Just practice listening to the buzz sound in the room, you know, but so I've been adding a minute each time when I get up in the morning. So I'm trying to get up to 45 minutes. That's my goal. Oh, so. That's excellent. Yeah. 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 Like that's one of my stillness is huge though. Like instead of just having that guided meditation in the ears or the music, just practice, just letting your thoughts flow in and out. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. It's being content, right? yeah right what we want not the old itchy ass syndrome thinking about everything that's going on all the time you know it's i got to do this i got to do that just sitting down and being okay and being present so that, that's well it sounds like you got a, a fantastic partner that's uh leading you some some wellness that that is one of the goals like living a much healthier life this year and stuff like that like i'm, I'm on the last thing i need to kick smoking that's the last one yeah that's a tough <laughs> one yeah it's a tough yeah, one. yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it is what it is but no like some of the keywords for myself this year are slow down uh, that's that's one of mine you know i'm diagnosed adhd so i I have a mile a minute. You, the thoughts go through my head and I want to, I have great ideas, but just she says, slow down. Don't rush into them. <laughs> <laughs> just breathe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's one of my words for this year. Slow, slow down. down. Just couple. breathe. Yeah. You, you'll get there. Just slow down. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. So what are three things that you do for yourself on a daily that helps with your mental health and stuff? 
Well, the first thing, three good things. Yeah, well, obviously, I, I train every morning. You know, it's um, th- that's one of the biggest things. When this um, um, pandemic started, the gym started having crazy hours and stuff like that. So I, I started kicking it back old school. I, I got my own little workout in the morning. I get up at four, and I'm, I'm doing my my workout at four thirty. That's number one for me. Um, it gets me in a healthy place. I love the dogs. Walking with the dogs, um, I, I give thanks every morning. Um, um, I do my stillness and wellness exercises. Um, I eat well. I mean, the list and list goes on and on, but number one is obviously when I get up in the morning, I train and I get to a place of giving thanks every day. I try to be kind and gentle and that allows me to be the best person that I can be. So that's kind of three or four meshed into one, but that allows. No, no. And I I like that. I find physical activity is huge. Like getting out for walks. Like that's another goal of mine this year to get out for more nature walks. You know, I set, I set a goal for myself of 5,000 steps a day. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a small amount, but you know, I want to see how many times I can go over 5,000 steps, you know, in a day, you know, I'm I'm got a few in a row now, you know, once I got my new smartwatch. (laughs) Well, those, you see, Crystal, those are all achievable goals right and we feel we feel well about ourselves when we achieve things so i mean that's something I work with my clients you know they say they're struggling with self-esteem or self-worth you know amongst all the other things that we're doing in treatment but i said okay before you go to bed write down five things that uh, that you want to do that means making your bed that means getting up in the morning uh, all these little small things um you know going for a walk around property okay so before six in the morning you've already achieved two of these these goals okay instead of having 15 cigarettes and 10 cups of coffee maybe have one smoke and a coffee you know you're not solving world hunger or world peace but you'll feel well about yourself then you check another thing off your list so it's 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 eight o'clock before we've had our morning journal or our morning meditation that we do and you've already you know checked three things off your list of five so People need structure, you need routine, you need to feel well about yourself. All the small things you take care of, the big things will take care of themselves. And, and you know, it, it may seem overused. However, that's um, a foundation that, uh, that I believe in very strongly. Oh, it's, uh, I use pretty much the same one, you know, it's just, I have a few different, I like, I like, I'm a, I'm a guy that likes lists. All right. I like lists. Mm-hmm. That's the second I, time I, you, you know, missed it. So I, or you mentioned it. So I believe you'd like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love lists. It's just a easy way. You know, I got a planner for my podcast episodes, just different things. If you have things planned, you know, and what you want to talk about talking points, all that stuff. And it's just flows so much smoother, mm-hmm. you know? Just a list of everything. That's what I like. <laughs> Even well, you're quicker at the grocery store too. I find if you write a list out, you're not scrambled all over the place, and you can start at one end and go up and down and get everything you need in a few minutes. Well, if you stay around the outside, you're okay. But it's when you start going yeah. up and down the aisles that's for all that stuff that's that's bad for you. Around the outside, you get your fresh stuff. You need, you need all the fresh stuff. That's all you need. You get all that healthy stuff. You get your greens. You get your fruits. You get whatever it may be. If you stay out of those aisles, you know. You'll be all right. Most definitely, <laughs> man. <laughs> if there's one thing you could change that's going on in the world today, what would it be just to make a world a better place? I just think we need more love. Spread love. Yeah, spread. You know, it's. I don't want to sound like, you know, peace, love, and happiness hippie or whatever it may be. I mean, I use music for, for my foundation. I mean, whatever it may be. I mean, whether it's Leonard Skinner Day or Black Sabbath Day or if I'm listening to Leonard Cohen or maybe you know, I'll jump in and listen to Lady Gaga, whatever it may be. Um, music is um, 
brings out a calmness to me, or if I want to slam some weights, I could bring that out. It, it pains me when I see friends arguing about what's going on in the world, because I think eventually we're going to be a better place whenever this, this, this storm ends. I just like to see a little bit more love and a little bit more compassion. I, I like that. I like that myself too, you know, like after so many years of a be- like, it was all about Chris. That was the Chris show. That was all it was for so many years. So I'm working on the empathy and the compassion thing, you know, for others, not just me, but I, you know, I, I, I love myself, but I got to show it more to others, like my partner everywhere. Yeah, but if, if you love yourself, Chris, that shines off you and you just being who you are, I'll, I'll just speak for myself. If I'm who I am and, and true to myself, that love is going to beam off of me. You know, it, it, it's walking the walk, doing doing whatever you do. You're reflective the way you present yourself. Um, it, it's, it's, it's okay to tell someone that you love them. It's okay to tell someone that, 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 that you care. Hey, it, it was the Bones show, you know, when I was in active addiction. I mean, it, you know, I, I was the central, you know, self-centered person in this universe. But at the same time, I was the loneliest person in the room. I could entertain 3,000 people, but I was alone. Now I can sit down and, and watch something on, on TV or when the Olympics come on, sit there and watch figure skating and go to my zone. Um, there's no way I could have talked about that back when I was running wild and doing the things that I can do. And today I can openly say, hey, the Olympics is on. What are you doing? I'm going to watch figure skating because that was beautiful for me. And then I'm, after figure skating, I can go put on Black Sabbath and say that's beautiful for me. And I can go out for a walk with the dogs or spend time with my partner or get on Zoom and you know smile at my at my grandchildren up in Sault Ste. Marie. Um, I'm very blessed to have a wonderful family and wonderful people around me. And that's a strong foundation. That's amazing. They're bones. <laughs> <laughs> everyone calls you bones on Facebook. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, where, where can everyone find you if they just wanted to follow you, you know, or say hi and stuff like that? Well, I've, well that's probably the, the closest place right there. I mean, that, that, that's the best place to follow you. I'm not a huge social media guy, but I mean, okay. yeah, I mean, um, maybe it's a thing of the future. I don't know, but um, I guess that's my place right now. Most definitely. Um, I appreciate you coming on the show today there, Graham. It was, it was awesome just to hear your story, you know, and get some insights from other people's points of views like yourself. So I, I was, uh, I'm flattered. And thank you very much, Chris, uh, you know, for reaching out and, um, you seem like, like a beautiful soul and you're in my old territory there, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, you said the shot about the kitchen arrangers, but there's, <laughs> but there it is right there. Okay. That goes out to all my Ranger fans uh, in the kitchen area and the storm fans, because I know you're living in, in Guelph right now. So it's, it's a crazy highway seven battle though. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's fabulous. That's uh, it I, is. I mean, there's so many good rivalries in, in the OHL. I love OHL hockey. That's that, that's still, I, I mean, is that where, is that where your heart's at too? Cause you know, I'll be honest. I've even me and my dad talk about it sometimes. He'd rather much rather go to a junior hockey game than an NHL game. Any, any day, any day, of the any week. day the, the, they, <laughs> nothing against the NHL. I think they're very talented. No. Uh, like I love uh, Connor McDavid, uh, you know, Sidney Crosby. I love, uh, but I, I just find the NHL boring. I'll just, I'll just call it what it is. I, I, I truly find everyone out there. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I like watching a hockey game because that's all that's on right now. Yeah. But I, I'm with you, though. It is much more entertaining to go watch a junior game. You get your bang for your buck for 20, 25 bucks, you know, on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. <laughs>
I'd rather pay that than, you know, $180 <laughs> or whatever it is these days. Well, I think if it's 180, I think you've got a cheap seat, but good luck. That's all it is. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, at least in Toronto. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Yeah. yeah. And they're still waiting. <laughs> more for sure well i hope you have a great rest of your day though man it was awesome to have you on the show yeah right back at you chris thank you very much thanks for tuning into this thank week's you. episode new episode comes out every monday at 7 a.m on all streaming platforms and you can follow me on instagram at depth of dark side and on facebook at from the depths of darkness to the light of success have a great week folks